Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Africa Football Showdown. We're so excited to be bringing you all the excitement from the 2024 Africa Cup of Nations, which is taking place in Ivory Coast. My name is Peter Okoche. I'm not doing this alone. I'm joined by Daniel Dadzi, our Ghanaian expert, and my sister and partner in crime, Mimi Fawaz. And we're really excited to be bringing you all the action wherever you are. Nairobi, Banjul in the Gambia, Lagos, Abuja in Nigeria, Accra in Ghana. We're also in Malawi, Zambia. Welcome to the show. Now, we're dedicating this edition to the 2024 Africa Cup of Nations. I mean, check this out. 24 teams, six stadium, 54 matches, but only one winner. Let's start with you, Mimi. Oh, Peter, look, you and I have been covering the Africa Cup of Nations for many years now, and it's so exciting to see how much it's grown. I mean, they've had record media accreditations, CAF, over 6,000. And Ivory Coast, you know, it's a, a land of great hospitality. It's a country I've been to many times. So it's going to be really exciting. And seeing everybody wanting to come and cover the tournament really means a lot for the game across the continent and beyond. And Daniel? Look, it was almost impossible to get a Ghana jersey when I was in Ghana over the Christmas, Peter. Everyone is talking about it. <laughs> That's how much people are looking forward to it. I think AFCON is not just about the football. It's about the culture. Football is a passion of almost every African country I know. Everyone is looking forward to the big party if we win. Everyone is looking forward to the big arguments if we lose. It's going to be a sick one. I can't wait for the games to start. Neither can I. I mean, I was in um, Cameroon for the last one in uh, 2021. Mimi, you were there as well. And I remember driving to the stadium in Yaoundé and scores of people just waiting by the roadside for the action to start. Trying to catch a glimpse of the players as they drove in their buses towards the stadiums just to catch all the action. Like you said, football is a passion on the African continent. And the biggest prize of all on the African continent is to win the Africa Cup of nations. Now, you know, it's one thing to talk about football, but it's another thing to play the game. Let's talk to somebody who has been playing the game for a long time. He's now actually a veteran in the Nigerian national team and talking to us all the way from the Nigerian camp hotel in Abidjan is the one and only Kenneth Omero. Thank you very much for joining us, boss. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. It's good to be here. Hello, Mimi. <laughs> Hello, Daniel. Hey, boss, how are we Thank doing? you for doing this, Kenneth. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Kenneth, so you know you and I have known each other for a long time. You won the Africa Cup of Nations in 2013 with Nigeria. You've been to the World Cup. I saw when Messi gave you guys trouble uh, in Argentina match in Russia in 2018. So you're a veteran. You're a senior man now in the team. What's it like for you seeing the new up-and-coming players and, and your influence on them? Um, it's it's been it's been a great journey. And um let me just add something. You talked about Messi terrorizing us. I just want to say he does it to he does it to everyone. So it's not something new, you mm. know. <laughs> he does it to <laughs> He does it to every everyone. He, he every defender he plays against, you know. 
So I give um, glory to God. It's been uh, an amazing journey. And from the team that won the Afton in 2013, it's just me and Ahmed Musa that is still on the team now. And it just shows how, you know, the consistency and, you know, the hard work um, that has, you know, made it possible for me to be consistent up to this, um, this time. You know, and it's really, really um, good to to see these young players. We have great talents, great potentials right now in the national team, and there are more coming as well. You know, and um, I think this African Cup will be an opportunity for us to do better and um, try to, like our slogan says, let's do it again. It's not going to be easy. Because we've played a couple of friendly matches. Even um, two days ago, we played against um, Guinea Conakry um, and we lost. And they have um, great, great um, individual players, you know. So right now, there is no small teams in in football, and uh, we have to stay disciplined and play as a team. You've mentioned already you played Guinea coming into the competition, losing 2-0 to them. Just before them, you were camping in Abu Dhabi. You beat the local team 12-0. You know, let's be honest, Nigeria's had a lot of mixed reactions from the fans coming into the, the competition. They've not really been very happy with the results the past few months. Uh, are the team feeling any pressure at all? What's your response to that? No, I think um, the team, we're, now we're used to it because <laughs> it's um, when we, before we go to any game, once there is a post about the game, the fans are already saying they're going to lose, you know. So that pressure is not, is not on us. We, we just know we want our fans back. I remember when we played Ghana and we drew that game that, didn't, that we didn't qualify to the World Cup. The stadium was packed. You know, it was packed and I felt proud. I was happy to see that. So no matter what happens out there on social media, Nigerians love football. And once we start winning again, they will be all behind us. And that is what we have to do. We have to start giving them that win that that they crave for. You know, and we, the team, as a team, we know about it. We've talked about it, and I think this is an opportunity for us to show um, Nigerians and the world um, the talent we have here. So, so uh, can I remember, just jump in here? What's preparation like? What's it like to be in camp at an Africa Cup of Nations? What exactly do you do? Um, it's uh, it's a camp, so your movement is limited you know you just you can't just um wake up and say oh i want to go shopping or i want to go to the restaurant <laughs> outside i'm tired of the hotel food or something so <laughs> you have to um stay abide by the by the rules um wake up on time for breakfast or you pay fine if you're late you know, have your breakfast, go back to your room, time for meeting, time for training, um, has to be observed uh, on time, you know. No use, if the coach says, no using of um, jewelries, you have to also abide, abide by it. So this is the the routine until, until we what leave. What are you camp. eating? Because sometimes, like, I've seen in the past, sometimes like a goosey soup or, is what, what's your diet? What Do you like it, the food in camp? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, definitely. I eat um I eat uh egusi soup uh like three times a week or two times depends on where I am. If I'm in camp, then it's restricted. <laughs> if the camp is in Nigeria, better. We get it twice a week. <laughs> but as soon as we we go out to camp, like in Abu Dhabi, you cannot find it. So you stick to pasta and rice and uh you know, without a lot of spice. I definitely won't survive that. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I've always been curious about this. You guys play in different parts of the world, but you come together, you camp, and then you're supposed to be ready to play as a unit. How much time does it take for you to sort of switch from, you know, the standard league player or the or the mm. Chelsea player or the or the player in the club to that player playing for Nigeria and, and clicking with the rest um, of the you, members? You don't have a lot of time, especially if you're coming for during the international break to play one or two games. So you have to switch as as fast as possible. And that is one of the problems, you know, the coach had um, when he took over. He didn't really have enough time to um, to prepare the team, like to, to put his pattern um, onto us, you know. So whenever he has a small opportunity, he tries to use it so we can, you know, do the set pieces, we can do the playing from the back and all. And, um, the consistency of the players has helped us to uh, at least uh, master some of these um, tactics. And um, I think we're, we're ready, we're good to go. Uh, you mentioned a number of young players coming up. Um, we've been raving about Victor Simhen um, in you know, our pilot, in, in our conversations. How much of a difference do you think a player like him would make? And who else should we look out for in the Nigeria, in the Nigeria team? Hmm. Osime um, makes a lot of difference. He has this um, force with him. He he push. He's a fighter. You know, he's strong. He's fast, and he has uh, a lot of techniques. I I think um, he's one of the best strikers I've ever ever seen or played um, with or against. You know, and uh, I think. This is just the beginning for for him. If he continues the way he's going, he's um, he's going to go really, really far. He's a top, he's a top um, top player, top potential. You know, the likes of um, Boniface. Unfortunately, he was um, he was injured in training and he he left camp already. But also uh, Murphy coming in. Murphy is also uh, one player that. You know, I believe has a lot of potentials as well. Uh, you know, you know the likes of uh, Chukweze. You know, we have a uh, Onedika a midfielder uh, playing in Belgium. Um, he's also a top, a top uh, defensive midfielder as well. You know, so I think the team has a lot of potential. You know, and. Um, yeah, within the next two years, uh, I think these players will, would have made name and are playing at the, at the top, top level. Yeah, Kenneth, you've spoken about Victor Osimhen, of course. You can never rule him out. You know, he's, he's a proven goal scorer, highest scorer in the AFCON qualifiers with 10 goals. And of course, the sad news that Victor Boniface is out due to injury. But, you know, as we spoke, Nigerian fans and many African football experts speak about Nigeria they're heavy in the front when it comes to strikers, but they feel the team is not balanced. When you look at the midfield, they feel it could be better. And let's not forget as well, 
Francis Uzuho has come under a lot of criticism in, in goal. How do you respond to those fans who are concerned that when it comes to strikers, there's no problem, but you have to look at the midfield and, and the goalkeeping situation? Um, for me, I think um, it's obvious we have um, Nigeria produce a lot of strikers, even over the years. We don't really, we might have one special midfielder or two max. You know, so it's been like that. We have more strikers than midfielders and defense. And um, I think we have a good enough um, structure for me. I think uh, the team is balanced enough. That's my opinion. And uh, I understand why they think that, because we have uh, a lot of strikers. You know, like the likes of even Paul Onoacho didn't make the squad. Um, Awoniye also is out injured, you know, so... I think that's why um, they would think that. Ken, I mean, I've got to ask you this question, and you should know because you've done it before. But what does it take for a team to win the Africa Cup of Nations? That's a difficult question. <laughs> because um, I can remember when we won it, it was a similar um, situation like this. The, the country uh, almost lost hope because we weren't winning enough games. We went into the tournament, first game we drew, second game we drew. And the last game against Ethiopia, if we drew that game, we were out. And around 68, 70 minutes, it was still 0-0 until we had a penalty and we scored and then scored again to qualify um, to the next round. And at, at the end of the, uh, of the tournament, we won it. And compared to the last AFCON, we won all group games, I think, and then we, and then we lost in the quarterfinals. So this um, is giving me that same uh, feeling like when we won the national team, um, the the cup. I think you can't just go out there and say I want to win it. It's tough. You have to take every game as it comes. And that's that's what we'll try to do. So I I, I want to know how far you'll go this time around. But I, quickly before we do that question, looking at this Afcon and comparing it to the previous ones, do you feel like as a player who plays in Europe, do you feel it's become like a more respected tournament outside of Africa? Has it become more popular? What with players leaving, you know, all these big teams to come and play every two years? Yes, I, I I think so. I think um it's for African for an African player it's it's everything, you know. The Europeans they have their Euros, they have other tournaments they, they play. And for us Africans this is this is the one we have. You know, you might argue with the timing which um, it's not a perfect timing because we miss games for our clubs, but I think um, with the number of players um, coming to play and the fact that FIFA also has um, instructed clubs that they have to release the players when invited, I think it's um, helping to, to put the league where it's supposed to be. And I think it can only grow. And uh, the, the funds also has been increased, and which is also a good um uh, a good thing for the for the tournament. So, so, so my final question and, and the final question for the interview would be, how far will Nigeria go in this AFCON? And apart from Nigeria, who else are you seeing as a tournament favorite? 
Um, for me, I I hope we go to the end. I hope we win the the tournament, and that's what what we're here for. We're here to fight to to win the tournament. I also think um, I also think Senegal is there. Uh, they would they would um, they would challenge again, and also of course Egypt and Morocco. Those are my predictions as well, Kenneth. You. you guys as well. I'm not ruling you out. <laughs> top guy. Top guy. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me here. All right, man. So we can just let you go, but we're really, really grateful, man. Thank you very much. What a guy. Million gun salute for Kenneth Omweru. Kuf, 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 kuf. Finish. All right. So, guys, it's, let, let's look at the groups now. And just to warn you, you have one minute to look at each group. At the end of that one minute, you're going to hear... A sound like this, and that means your time is up. And we're going to have a little chat about what you've just said, and then we'll move on. So, Mimi, you're going to tell us about Group A, made up of Ivory Coast, Nigeria, Equatorial Guinea, and Guinea-Bissau. Yeah, Peter, this is an interesting group because I think really anybody can qualify from this group. But I think if we look at it, the host, Ivory Coast, that home support, as Salomon Kahlo, the former Ivory Coast International, told me, he said the home support is going to be massive. The stadiums are going to be full each time Ivory Coast plays. So I think they stand a really good chance. And as well, they've got Sebastian Aller, who's doing really well as well for them, their striker. So he could be getting those goals. Max Gradel, the experience that they have. And the Brighton youngster in the Premier League, Simone Adingra, those are all players to look out for as well in that team. And of course, I'm going to still put Nigeria in there. I know coming the competition, not many people are putting them as one of the favorites. But if we look on paper, Nigeria are a very strong team. The results haven't been there coming into the competition, but they've got the best African player right now, Victor Optiman. Guaranteed goal. So if Jose Pissero can get the ingredients together, that team can pose a real threat. Yes, Daniel, you take us through Group B now, made up of Egypt, Ghana, Cape Verde and Mozambique. What can I say, Peter? This is one of the groups to look out for. Of course, there's Egypt, who has, which has everything to play for. Egypt, of course, for anyone watching us, is the most decorated team when it comes to AFCON. Seven-time winners. They won three competitions on a trust between 2006-2010. They got to the finals last uh, in the last showing against Senegal. That dramatic game that was pitched as Sadio Mane of Liverpool versus Mohamed Salah of Liverpool. It's, it's going to be, they are the team to watch, in my view, in Group B. Um, of course, there's also Ghana, Cape Verde and Mozambique. Cape Verde, interestingly enough, I was just looking this up, has one of the oldest players on the tournament, Ryan Mendes, and the goalkeeper, Vozinha. Mendes will be 34 next month. Vozinha is 37 years old. So you, there, there is a lot of history. There's a lot of experience that they're going to bring. But I think that there's a lot of quality in the Ghana squad and in the Egypt squad, that will edge the other two teams out. But hey, this is football. Anything could happen. Daniel, I, I would have to agree in terms of Egypt. I think they're definitely, for me, one of the favorites to watch out for in this competition, especially looking at how they've built a team since the last AFCON um, in Cameroon. I think Mohamed Salah has been doing really well for his club Liverpool and I think already he's a legend in Egypt but the whole talk in the last AFCON was can he seal that legendary status by winning the Africa Cup of Nations so I really think that would seal that for him and I think he really would want to win it this time around. 
isn't it just great that you've got also got a team like Mozambique at the Africa Cup of Nations? I mean, how many times do we even get to say that? You know, and I'm looking forward to what they can do and how well they can perform at AFCON 2024. Daniel, there's some interesting stuff here. Honestly, me first of all, I think that Egypt and and Salah is having like a messy moment. You know, ahead of the Qatar World Cup, where it was like. Messi has done everything there is to do in football with, on the club level and with his national team. He's left with the World Cup. I feel like Salah is sort of at that kind of moment. Um, yes, this is the AFCON, the regional tournament, and not the World Cup. But still, it's like he's done everything he can do with Liverpool. He's doing very well. They are, they are top of the table in the Premier League. But if he can't translate that to an AFCON win... He can never measure up to people like Mido, to to the to the you know legends of the past. That's won Egypt all those tournaments. So I feel like there's so much that he has to do. Indeed, indeed. Let's move on to Group C now. I'm just going to have a look at that defending champions Senegal, the hosts the last time Cameroon, Guinea, and the Gambia. I mean, a lot of people will still say with Sadio Mane, who just got married recently, still in that team that they have uh, a strong, strong chance of retaining that trophy. We'll have to see because Cameroon is in that group as well. A disappointing 2021 Africa Cup of Nations for them. Can they build on that team and come back and perform as people expect them to perform? Guinea are the minnows in that uh, group, um, we could say. And then don't forget that the surprise package in 2021 was um, the Gambia. What a beautiful run. They went on. Can they do it again? They say, I mean, a lot of people will start taking them seriously now. So Senegal and Cameroon definitely will take them seriously. Guinea might think that if we beat um, the Gambia in our game against them, hey, we might have a chance of progressing through to the next round. So um, a lot of people are going to say this is for Cameroon and Senegal. But, you know, the Gambia is there as well. Exactly what I was going to say, and of course we are being whooshed out, but exactly what I was going to say, Peter, I, um, it's very easy to pick out Senegal and Cameroon, but remember that when it comes to all these big tournaments, there's always one or two major, like, favourites ahead of the tournaments that bottle it from the very beginning. And if, if it's going to be a team, it's going to be either Senegal or Cameroon. Looking at, remember when France won the World Cup in 1998 and they crashed out of the, 2000, the 2002 group stage? So it's very possible that it could happen with Mane's team. I mean, I know Mane is a talisman, but he's not had that run from 2021 till now that someone like Salah has had or someone like Osimhen has had. The build-up to the tournament has not been the same, has definitely not been the same for him. This will be a place for him to prove himself, but it's really looking like a dramatic couple of games that we're seeing with Gambia revving up. I think Senegal is still coming into this competition as very strong favorites. We just need to look at the World Cup qualifiers, the preliminary World Cup qualifiers for 2026 World Cup. Mane was still getting on the score sheet for his country, Senegal. Let's not forget he was as well named one of the best players from the last AFCON. He still has those goals in him, even though he plays in Saudi Arabia. So I think Senegal still have a very good team coming into this competition. Okay, let's look at Group D now with Daniel, made up of Algeria, Burkina Faso, Mauritania, and Angola. Mauritania, another team that we don't really associate with the Africa Cup of Nations. Exactly. It's unfortunate that they're, they're, they've been lumped in with Burkina Faso, Angola, and 
Algeria. Now, this is a team that I expect to be one of the most competitive groups in the in the AFCON because you have Burkina Faso, you have Angola, they have all that history. You have Algeria as well. I must surprise. I, I must say that when I was doing the research into this, I was surprised to see Algeria is now looking for their third um, AFCON title. Um, I, 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 was, I was honestly thinking that they'd won a lot more. They have so much quality on the side. They, they have that crop of players who have been doing well. Some of the players who've been doing well in Europe as well. Some of the players who've been doing very well uh, domestically. One thing I must say is that, Peter, if you're going into a tournament with a team that has majority domestic players, you know that they understand how they play. You know that they already sort of, they've already sort of been sizing up each other as they play in the same league. So that makes them very dangerous. It's hard for me to pick between Burkina Faso and Angola, but I'll put Algeria number one in this one. Mm, very, very, very interesting indeed. I mean, that is actually a very surprising statistic that Algeria is just going for their third Africa Cup of Nations. But then it is surprising in one way, but not surprising in another way, because remember how long it took Nigeria to get to number three in 2013. They hadn't won it for a very, very long time. So who knows? It might be Algeria's year this year they've been a bit up and down in the last um couple of years burkina faso as well you know um, a strong team from from west africa and sometimes they perform and then sometimes they don't i mean don't forget they, they got to um which final again was that 2013 final um i was in the stadium in johannesburg for that i'll let you know anyway i, I think you know burkina faso they might be they might be the dark horses of the tournament. After all, they are the, the, the stallions of Burkina Faso, but a very interesting group indeed. I, I, I'm, I'm only sad for Mauritania, honestly. They should have, they should have been in another group that, <laughs> that they had a good chance. But let's see. I mean, let's see. And whilst you guys were in the stadiums, I was in my house. I was watching football on the TV. <laughs> We just thought we would drop that one there for you, Daniel. <laughs> anyway, uh, maybe take us through Group E, Tunisia, Mali, South Africa. And Namibia. this one looks like a, a pretty open group to me. So I think for me, Mali are one of the dark horses in the competition. They've had really good results when we look at the 2026 preliminary World Cup qualifiers just a couple of months ago. And as well, if we look at their friendly against Guinea-Bissau coming into the AFCON competition, they thrashed them as well by six goals in that match. So they're looking very good. I would also say Tunisia, they're a bit unpredictable. Uh, possibly the result maybe hasn't been uh, as good as they would hope coming to the competition, getting a goalless draw um, against Mauritania coming into the competition. But South Africa as well could spring up a, su a surprise. They're under this new resurgence, rejuvenation under Hugo Bruce. So let's not forget he's a coach who knows how to win an AFCON. He won it in 2017 with Cameroon. So I think it, it will be between those three teams in that group. Indeed, Mimi, like you said, you know, Tunisia, uh, you know, sometimes it just, I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to put it. You know, they just disappoint so much in, in these tournaments. Mali, like you said, looking really good. South Africa is another team that can blow hot and blow cold sometimes. Uh, they might, I don't really see them making it out of that group with Tunisia and Mali, but, but then again, you never know. Daniel, what do you think? 
I'd have to agree with you on that, Peter. My dark horse in this tournament is Mali. Mimi has said it all. The build-up to the tournament was amazing. They're also a team that has a lot of history. Unfortunately, when you talk about South Africa, I feel like South Africa has a lot of infrastructure. They have a very strong local league. I expect that South Africa would produce a lot more quality players. I mean, if you look domestically at how much attention their league carries. But it never really seems to you know, make it happen. You know, I think that Tulisha and Mali have what it takes to edge them out. Namibia, I'm sorry, guys. Let's try again next tournament when you when you have a softer group. We should talk about how they paired them up because, guy, it looks like they've, they have already set up the, the quarterfinals in the, in the last 16. <laughs> I like that. Let's look at Group F now. Morocco, DR Congo, Zambia, and Tanzania. Two ex-winners there, um, Zambia and, of course, Morocco. Morocco, first African team to get to the semifinals of a World Cup. I mean, they have to be favorites to win this competition. I think their preparations, the way they, they plan, you know, they've got a coach, they've got a team that is really unified right now. It's not even a team where you pick out just one star. Yeah. You pick out 11 or 22 players who are committed to the cause. And indeed, a whole country backing them. I have to say that they are favorites to um, to win the, the 2024 AFCON. I mean, DR Congo, they're in and they're out sometimes, you know, really good players, uh, especially those coming from the French League and one or two from the, um, from the, from the Premier League. And then Zambia, I mean, they've surprised people before, you know, who says they cannot do it again? Um, we have to keep an eye out for Zambia. And then Tanzania, I kind of like suspect that Tanzania and if there are any Tanzanians listening, I'm sorry, but they might be the whipping boys of this group F. Um, so, yes, uh, an interesting group. But for me, it's all about Morocco in this group. But then again, if you look at it the other way, if Morocco falter, if they falter in any of the three matches they play in this group, then it's something that can affect them, uh, affect their mentality as they move on if they move on during the competition. I agree with you. For me, Morocco as well are one of the other favorites in this competition. You touched upon mentality there. Now, I interviewed their coach, Walid Regragi, in Morocco in December at the CAF Awards, and he spoke about their mentality. They've worked on that mentality, he said. And he said, he told the players, no European team, no other team in the world is better than you. They've had a lot of support from the, the King of Morocco. They've got that wonderful complex that you saw. And he said... That mentality, he said, is what he told them. Don't be scared of any opponents. You're you're just as good, if not better, is what got them to get as far as they did at the World Cup. And I think that winning mentality, that's going to get them very far in the competition. Absolutely. I I totally agree with you on that. Uh, You know, and like I mentioned, preparations is key. And and that training center in Rabat is absolutely fantastic. I was there sometime last year. um, And, you know, it's just, world standard i mean teams from europe actually go there to train you know it's absolutely brilliant so i think preparation is key and and the moroccans have mastered it daniel honestly honestly i hate to sound like a broken record but if there's a team that is not going to disappoint it's morocco i do not i do not think they're going to win the whole thing that's just my opinion. I think that in the end, it's going to come down to the grit of Salah pulling some magic, pulling something out of the hat in the last minute or pushing it to penalties, 
and then you know some something given. So I I think you'll go to Egypt, but Morocco is definitely that team to beat. I can't pick one out out of the rest, out of DR Congo and Zambia, because Zambia has proven themselves to be a team that you can't count out. Shout out to the Ngidaba Jonah Buyoya, uh, uh, the Kamala Duma Award winner, who we, we hung out with in, in London just last year. And DR Congo is also, you know, it's also a great team. I can't pick one out, but Morocco definitely, we are seeing them in the semifinal or the final if Senegal doesn't pull a surprise. Well, I mean, I was just going to say that you pitched your tent with Egypt, but now you've picked Morocco and Senegal again. But who do we think could make it all the way to the finals, Mimi? Well, I think I've already mentioned them. Definitely Egypt. I'll never rule Egypt out. They got so close the last time. The defending champion, Senegal, they're also looking very good. Morocco, you can never rule them out after that historic run in Qatar at the World Cup. The whole Ivory Coast could go very far as well, that team support. And I know, Peter, I know, I'm not going to rule out Nigeria. I don't want Wahala. Oh, my Nigerian people, no one Wahala. So I don't want trouble. So I still have to put my super egos in there. In the hope, I'm hoping, even though the results really haven't been that great coming into the competition. Daniel, no one's mentioned Ghana as a potential winner. Boss, 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 this time. I know we'll be Nigeria, but apart from that, Charlie, <laughs> this one. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. And I, I wanted to make a point about Nigeria. Nigeria has the best player in Africa at the moment, Victor Simhen. The problem is, I don't know if it will be enough for just Victor. And and look at all the quality that Mane and Salah had been showing on the pitch for so long. And look at how long it took them. It took for them to finally get to the very top when it comes to AFCON. I, I think that there's quality that will edge Osimhen and his boys out this time round. I'm not going to put them in the final. I'll put them in the semis. I'll put Ghana in the quarterfinals. I'm not going to put them in the final. Because, again, Ghana's talent is too new. Um, um, our boy, Mohamed Kudus in West Ham has been doing an amazing job. But if you look at Ghana and what they've been doing in the friendlies getting to the tournament, I can't put my money behind them. I don't earn enough to go and bet it on Ghana, honestly. <laughs> It's not, it's not going to work. So I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to put it on Mohamed Salah and Egypt, pulling um, um, finishing that amazing run that Salah has had for the, for the past few years, for the past few Afghans. I can't decide between Morocco and Senegal for the, for the, to join them in the final. I'm only going to say that I think that Morocco as a team has shown themselves to be more consistent. We have more grit after that last AFCON. And so I'll put them ahead of Senegal. But honestly, I, I, I really don't see anyone else showing that sort of quality. Maybe Nigeria, but I see them crashing out at the semis and maybe coming out to the bronze. And so that, that would be my top four. Egypt, Morocco, Nigeria. No, Egypt, Morocco, Senegal, Nigeria. I mean, I did one better and I gave you four. So that's it. The, the so-called smaller teams who are going there. So Guinea-Bissau, Mozambique, Cape Verde. The Gambia, uh, Mauritania. Mimi, which of these teams do you think will be a surprise package this year, just like Gambia were in 2022? Yeah, so like I mentioned early on, I, I really feel that Mali, for me, are a surprise package in this competition. I think their build-up coming into the tournament has been very good. As I said, looking through to the 2026 preliminary World Cup qualifiers in November, their performance, and as well their friendly um, coming into the competition against Guinea-Bissau. So they're definitely, for me, one of the dark horses in this competition. 
I have to say as well, Guinea, another team to to look out for. Let's not forget as well, they defeated the mighty, as people like to call them, the Giants, one of the giant teams in Africa, Nigeria. They defeated them 2-0. Let's not forget, just a few days into coming into AFCON. I was going to say Mali as well, but we've talked so much about Mali already. I'm going to leave off that. I'll put my money really on, on Mozambique. Being, I'll tell you why. I don't think that they will qualify out of the group stage, but I think that Ghana will struggle to qualify out of the group stage. And so Mozambique would, would come into the last game with a lot of energy if they're able to beat Cape, Cape Verde. So that is where, if you're looking for some excitement in the group stage, Yes, unfortunately, the way the groups are stacked up, I really don't see any wild difference coming out in how the the round of 16 shapes up. And and that's the nature of this year's AFCON, Peter. That's it on this very first edition. Thank you to my colleagues Mimi Fawaz and Daniel Datsy. And don't forget, you can catch us on our YouTube channel, download our podcast, and Follow all the latest news on our WhatsApp channel. Just type in the African Football Showdown. Now, we're going to be signed out by the band Proud from Ghana. Let's go. Are you ready?